the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Friend, you and I only grow in difficult times, spiritually speaking. We do not grow in the Lord when we're pampered and everything is going smoothly. We do not grow in the Lord. We grow in the Lord. We have those growing pains when the difficulties come. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Let's take our Bibles near our heart and pray that the Holy Spirit will open our mind and heart to hear and see. Now, there's something here for each of us today, but I can assure you that not each of us is going to get it. But if we're in tune, if we pray this prayer from the sincerity of our heart, Asking God to open our eyes, open our ears, give our attention, undivided. Something from his word is going to come. It's going to enter into us, strengthening us, giving us perseverance, drawing us to him in faith. We're going to walk out of here stronger than we came in. We're going out there and face the storms and we're going to be victorious because of his word that is a strength, a foundation, a hope, an assurance. His word. His word. We have a foundation. You have one in your hand? Do you have that foundation in your hand right now? All right. We're going to bow before the Lord and hold it near your heart. God's going to move. The Holy Spirit has something to say. This is the word of our Savior. Dear Father God, Open my heart, my ears, my mind. Let me hear and receive your word. Make your word my strength in the areas of my life where I am weak. Make your word my assurance. Where I am insecure. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you for the portion that you're giving to me today. In Jesus' name. Amen. I just couldn't resist titling the sermon what I titled it Weathering the Storm. You know, Jesus said this. Listen to what Jesus said. This is what Jesus said. Listen, if you're ever going to give attention to anybody, give attention to what Jesus is saying, right? We can ignore everybody else, but not Jesus. 
He says, in the world, you will have trouble. Hey, does that shock you? (laughs) I didn't know that was going to happen. Well, you do now. Jesus says in John 16, 33, in the world, you will have trouble. That means trials, distress, persecution, frustration. But now he's still talking. Jesus said, be of good cheer. How can I be of good cheer when I'm having troubles, trials, persecutions, frustrations? How can I be happy in a situation like that? All right. He gives the answer. He said, be of good cheer, which means take courage, be confident, be undaunted. I would like to be like that. You tell me to be like that. Please now, Lord Jesus, tell me how to do that. This is what he says. I have deprived the storm, the trial, the trouble. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. You don't have to fight to conquer it. I've already done it for you. You just take the victory. I'm going to pin the Medal of Honor on you, as I said a few weeks ago. Storms come just like they came last week. Wasn't that something? An earthquake and a storm all in one week? Wow, when it comes, it comes in bunches. It made up for lost time. I can't ever remember having an earthquake in this part of the country. And yet there's a fault line through uh, this, this part of the world, part of the, our, our country. Uh, I'm sure we must have had earthquakes before. and You may be able to remember some, but I can't remember. But the weather agency warned us that Irene was coming. We got the warning. The storm is coming. While we looked at the TV screen, the uh, meteorologist uh, showed us the map. There was that whirling storm, showed us the eye of the storm. It's coming. By the way, there's another one coming. His, his name is Lee. It's down in the Gulf. It's, it's expected to hit New Orleans any time and, and then start its way up the coast. They always like to get to us after a while, don't they? they, they here, here they come. But Irene is coming. And they began tracking it, the meteorologist. Uh, they began tracking the storm, telling us the, the velocity, how fast it's moving, uh, where it's expected to hit uh, landfall, uh, what time, what day. They keep telling us, they keep telling us. And these storms seem to have a mind of their own because even the meteorologists, the people, the weather agency people can't seem to tell us for sure exactly where it's going and what it plans on doing. And they began tracking it and People began batting down the hatches and boarding up the windows and running for the storm cellar and crouching down with their family, their arms around their loved ones. Now, we, did, we really didn't get hit very hard here in comparison to some places. And uh, up the coast is where they really got it. And I'm just going to show you just a few pictures. You've already seen them maybe, but... Here they come now. We're going to go through them very quickly. Each, each picture is going to be about two seconds. See, see what we missed. See what they got. There it is. Like I said a few weeks ago, if we threw all of our problems into a pile and we saw everybody else's problem, we'd reach in and grab ours back real quick. <laughs> Storms are coming. It's, it's, it's good common sense to listen and to heed the storm, right? And to heed the warning. And to be prepared when the storm comes. Those islands and those uh, uh, 
Outer Bank areas of North Carolina. Uh, Corinne and I, for just a short time, pastored a church in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. And we would go down to the Outer Banks, and the, the pastors would meet us, and we'd preach in their churches, and we enjoyed being with them. There's one church in Avon, one church building. It has a huge, great big chain over the roof and pinned down on each side, so that when the storm hits, the, the building will stay there. <laughs> one of the pastors down there the storm, one of the storms hit, the water came in Avon, North Carolina, lifted up his house, two-story beautiful house, floated it down the street onto somebody else's property and set it down. And it looked so nice there, he went down and bought the property <laughs> and built a, and I, I, I've been in that house. Uh, storms come and they do some damages, but in his case, it, it turned out pretty nice. <laughs> Earthquakes come too. Now, one of the, there's a lot of difference between an earthquake and a storm, but an earthquake comes so quickly. You remember where you were when the earthquake came? You remember? Isn't it, isn't it interesting? We can name the storm Irene, but we can't name the earthquake. <laughs> it, it happens to so quickly. There was a pastor right over here in Lansdowne. About every day, uh, he comes out and prays uh, at one of these kneelers. He'll kneel down. His office is, is right off to the side. And he'll come out about 1.30 or 1 o'clock, 1 or 1.30, and he'll kneel down and he'll pray. And uh, I guess he was feeling that, that he wanted something special, supernatural, spiritual to happen in his church. And uh, he, he was praying, and he said, Dear God, shake this place. And he said, Just about then, the earthquake hit. <laughs> He's a very short fellow, but very much overweight. And he fell over on his side, and he couldn't get up. And so he crawled on his hands and knees back into his office, turning the television on to find out what was going on. So he, his place really, indeed, got a shaking. Well, that wasn't the kind of shaking he was asking for, but sometimes we get some shakings that we don't ask for, too. We don't even see them coming. It's like the earthquake. Sometimes we can anticipate and see it happening, see it coming up the road, seeing it uh, coming up the coast, our coast. Uh, but sometimes the, it just hits us unexpectedly. No one ever expected such a thing to happen. And oh, if we could just go over and, and suck those words back and, and change. But we can't change history. Not even God goes back and rewrites the history books. History is history. What we do, we love, forgive, go forward in the Lord. God helps us. He does great and mighty things for us who cannot do great and mighty things for ourselves. He's our God. He's our Father. He is Abba Father. We're His children, and He loves us, and He takes good care of us. In Genesis chapter 8 and 9, Noah experienced a flood, a flood like the world had never experienced and never experienced since that time. God told Noah, gave him a warning, there's a flood coming. Get ready. God said that he was absolutely repentant that he had even made mankind. When God is sorry, that's being sorrowful. When God says, nobody loves me, nobody serves me, and every inclination of man's heart is sinful. That's all man can do 
is to think of sin, to think of wickedness, to think of corruption. His mind is filled with it. And God said, I'm just sorry I ever made man. How did man ever go so far? God said, I'm just going to wipe them off the face of the earth. But he found a man named Noah. And Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And God told Noah, I'm going to save you. You know, God knows each of us. God sees into each heart. He knows exactly who you are, where you are, what's going on. Nothing misses his gaze. He's looking right now into our hearts. We'll return to today's message following this opportunity to let you know that audio versions of the Healing Word broadcast are available anytime at oneplace.com and video versions of the program can be viewed on lightsource.com. So whenever you need encouragement from a faith-building message, search for the Healing Word at oneplace.com and lightsource.com. Now, let's return to Pastor Jack Morris with the conclusion of today's message. A pastor friend of mine said that a young couple, they would come and go in his congregation. When it was convenient, they were there. When it wasn't, but once or twice a month, they were showing up. I suppose it was that way. And uh, once or twice a month, they they weren't. and They were out doing their thing. They had a beautiful little baby. Oh, they loved the baby. The baby was growing several months old. Then something mysteriously happened. The baby took sick. They rushed it to the hospital. The baby died. The pastor heard about it, went down to the hospital, and when he walked down the hallway, the young man, the father, rushed out of the room, saw the pastor coming, and grabbed the pastor by his suit lapels and grabbed him. Not in an angry way, but he was just so broken. And he began to cry and sob. And he said this to the pastor, Pastor, we never expected anything like this. Friend, that's the storm. It's coming whether you expect it or not. But we need to be enlightened as Christians. And Jesus is trying to enlighten us that he's going to take care of us and take us through the storm. We're not going to drown under the persecution, the trial, the difficulty. It's not going to smother the spiritual life out of us. We're going to make it. These unexpected storms. I remember when I was at New York University pastoring a church in Baltimore. It was... Almost completed my master's degree. I was going to go up in the summertime and and finish it off. I think I had three, maybe six more credits. And uh, my wife and two children stayed in Baltimore at the church. I could come back on the weekend very quickly. I I went up. I was there two nights. Two nights. I was expecting. For what, what What you expect is not always what you get. The second night I was there, only went to class one day, got a call from Corinne, come home. What? Come home. There's been a terrible accident. Tell me about it. I couldn't wait. Your sister and brother-in-law have been killed. Grace, 26. Jimmy, 29. Been killed. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a master's degree. I was expecting a master's degree. Things happen when you don't expect it. Who knows what a day is going to bring forth? God is warning us. Stay close to me. Stay close to me. Let me crouch down, hunker down with you, put my arms around you, hold you tight. The storm is coming. 
The storm is coming. And when the storm comes, we have Jesus. But more importantly than that, he's got us. Amen. <laughs> One morning we got up for breakfast, Red and I, and uh, we had the breakfast food on the table, and she had a terrible fall in the kitchen, blood in the brain. The doctor medevaxed her to PG Hospital, walked out and told me if the blood doesn't stop, Mr. Morris, we may lose your wife. You may lose your wife. Was I expecting that? Of course not. I was expecting to have breakfast. <laughs> Things happened. Storms. Oh, I could mention others. You could tell me yours. But storms, crises, the death of a loved one or a family member, a family member is diagnosed with cancer or a heart condition. A man walked into my office, dear God, this past week, I never laid eyes on that man before, but another minister told him, go over and see Pastor Morris. And he walked into my office and he said, Pastor, he said, we've been married three years. My, I just found out my wife had an affair on me. A storm. What am I going to say to that poor fella? Friend, every storm has an eye in it where there's a place of peace, a calm. And we can retreat into that eye of the storm and be in peace and in calm and see the storm whirling all around us while we're there in that place of safety. The Lord Jesus is with us to bless us, to help us, to take us and to care for us. Now, what does he want us to do? He wants us to look up. When that storm came in Noah's day at Genesis 8 and 9, and Noah entered into that ark, and then the storm abated and it was over, God told Noah, I'm going to make a covenant with you, Noah, a covenant that God has made with every believer and every unbeliever can be part of that covenant also. But he made a covenant with Noah. And the covenant was this. And I'm going to read it. Genesis 9, 16. Just listen to it. This is God speaking. This is the Almighty speaking. This is the creator of heaven and earth. The father of our Lord Jesus Christ speaking. Of all people, wouldn't we listen to him? He says, whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant. Now, God put a rainbow there. It's a rainbow of promise. That's what covenant means. And God has given to you and me covenants, everlasting covenants to believe in, to rely upon. God, listen, friend, you that are going through a storm today, look up to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a rainbow in your sky, a rainbow of promise that God will assure you of his nearness, of his care, of his taking you through of him being victorious. Now, here's the thing I want you to see. Whenever the rainbow appears in the cloud, God made a promise that God is always looking at himself. He wants you to look at it, obviously. But God says, I am always looking at my promise. You may forget me. You may forget the promise. But my eye is on the promise I made to you. 
And now he asks us, you look at the promise so that your eye and my eye might come together in a unity relationship connected, built on, united in that covenant promise. Keep, God is saying, keep looking at what I'm looking at. And what am I looking at? My promise to you. I'm looking at my promise to you. I want you to look at my promise to you and be blessed. There's a rainbow in your sky. We need to look up. God's going to take us through the storm. God's going to keep us. God will bless us. He will not destroy us. Now it says in James 1, 2, we read it a moment ago, consider it pure joy. King James says, count it all joy. Now this is the proper attitude that a Christian should have. When the storm comes, when the difficulty, the pain, the abuse, the difficulty, whenever it comes, here is the proper attitude. We should count it all joy. Now, how do we do that? How do we count something to be joyous? And why would we think it's going to be joyous? Well, it's going to be joyous because God says it's going to be joyous. He says this. God says, because you know that the testing of your faith, your faith, your faith, my faith, every Christian's faith is going to be tested. Testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance will develop maturity. Perseverance will follow maturity. There will follow completeness. And then you will not lack anything. Step one, step two, step three, step four. But most of us maybe get through step one or step two. But we never quite get, some of us, to the place where we're in complete trust and complete union with the Lord. Now, when that storm comes, now's the time. You've heard me say sermons. You know, it's all in our head. It's all in intellect. It has to get in our heart. Here's the time. Listen to me carefully now. Here's the time where it's got to get in your intellect, not your heart in your intellect because your heart is burdened your heart is broken your heart is crying your heart cannot feel joy at that difficult time so here's why God has given you and me a brain so that our brain will click in and we will say God has given me a promise God has put a rainbow in my sky what's happening my brain is working my brain is remembering my brain now is focusing on what God is focusing on and that's the promise that God made to me That's the rainbow. God's looking at it. I'm looking at it. So now my brain is telling me, look at the rainbow. Read the rainbow. Believe the rainbow. Even though you do not feel the results of the rainbow, you've got to set your mind and your affections on that promise in the sky that God has put there. Amen. We will then grow in the knowledge of God. We will then grow and develop in the Lord. Friend, you and I only grow in difficult times, spiritually speaking. We do not grow in the Lord when we're pampered and everything is going smoothly. We do not grow in the Lord. We grow in the Lord. We have those growing pains when the difficulties come. That's when we grow in the Lord. Isn't that what he just said? Isn't that what I just read? Perseverance, uh, maturity, completeness. And lacking in nothing when the testing of your faith comes, that's when it happens. So what is happening? God is drawing you closer to him. God cares for you. He loves you. He wants you to grow up in him. He's helping you to grow up in him. Even he's helping you during the storm. 
when the storm comes. We can weather the storm when we think, when we believe, when we focus our mind and our attention. And then after that will come the feeling of joy after we have believed in the Lord. Thank you for listening to The Healing Word today, originating at the Largo Community Church in South Bowie, Maryland. Our church exists to spread the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to families, our community, our nation, and the world, making disciples of all who believe in Christ through salvation in Him. If the Lord lays it on your heart, will you pray for our ministry and the Healing Word program and consider supporting our efforts to minister to people with a financial gift? It only takes a few minutes to go to our website, largocc.org, and click the Donations button at the top of the homepage. It's simple to do, but so important in helping us spread the healing word to all those who need hope for tomorrow. Thank you for partnering with us. May God bless you for your prayers and financial support. Be sure to tune in Monday at the same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.